0: This is the movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to the Rosary. I'm Dr. Troy Hinkle here, praying the Rosary with you and with... Two dear people, Sister Susan, who's going to be leading the reflections today. And we have with us Sister Loredana from Rome, Italy, with the Apostles of the Interior Life, who also will be praying with us today. But first, let's call to mind that we're ever in the presence of Almighty God, in whom we live and move and have our being. And we call upon Him in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Before we begin, we want to offer this rosary for Olivia Keneally's continual continuing recovery. Out of gratitude for Dr. Luke Tomich, for Sheila Miller, for Renee Garnett, and for my trip and Mike's trip to Houston and to, for my trip to Baton Rouge, that it be wonderful and fruitful.
1: Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I command? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, listens to my words, and acts on them. That one is like a person building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the river burst against that house but could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who listens and does not act is like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it collapsed at once and was completely destroyed. I'd like to begin our rosary meditation reflecting on this passage from Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. No doubt we have all heard it or meditated on it many a time. Once in a while, for some reason, God allows his words to resonate in us in a whole new way. That is what happened to me one day out of the blue as I read these words. Obviously, God really wanted to say something to me. I think I got his message. As we go forward in our rosary reflection today, I want to unpack that message for you. Suffice to say, I have dubbed this passage from Luke a meditation on meditation. Or even more importantly, here Jesus himself is teaching us Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen.
0: O my Jesus,
1: forgive us forgive for our sins, sins save us sin from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. After reading this text, I don't know about you, but right off the bat, again, stopping dead in my spiritual tracks, I asked myself, why do I say to you, Jesus, Lord, Lord, but then not do what you want? What's the holdup? What gets in the way of my not doing your will, both in big and small things, minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day, week after week? What gives? Granted, I'm in good company, Even St. Paul complained about that fact with regards to himself. The good I want to do, I don't. The evil I don't want to do, I do. As I pray this next decade, I want to talk frankly with you, Jesus, asking you to enlighten me. Help me to see what could be the main obstacle or obstacles in doing your will. Why do I say Pray for us sinners, now, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As, As it was, was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
0: Oh, my Jesus,
1: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Focusing on the question, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I command? I'm sure in your reflection, you may have already come up with a few reasons why that happens in your life. I, however, would like to focus on an extremely important one. We don't do what he commands because simply we are lazy. We are lazy particularly about doing our daily meditation. If we do do it, we oftentimes do it haphazardly or even worse, We don't do it at all. Well, folks, today is our lucky day. Jesus himself is teaching us how to meditate in this gospel passage. We hit the jackpot. Pay attention to his words here. I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, listens to my words, and acts on them. Who comes to me. Those words tell me that this person is praying, but not just praying. This person is also meditating, as seen by the words, who listens to my words. This person, while reading God's word, is attempting to listen with an open and docile heart. After listening and reflecting in this way, a conversation ensues. As a consequence of this loving dialogue, because love is shown in deeds, we come up with our resolution, or as our Lord teaches us in this passage, who listens to my words and acts on them, and acts on them. See, even Jesus is very practical. How are you going to act on my words after you have meditated on them? Are they going to remain empty words, lofty words, or rather, are they going to be words that penetrate into our lives and become our life? Remember a saying I think I might have shared with you some time ago? On a billboard in front of a Protestant church, I saw these words. For some people, the only Bible they will ever read will be your life. For some people, The only Bible they will ever read will be your life. Can people say that about our lives? Again, what's the holdup? Let's take this time of our ten Hail Marys to ask our Lord, Could it be that I'm not faithful to my daily date with you, Jesus? Or when I do show up, am I really listening to your words and acting on them? Speak, Lord. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
1: as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
0: O my Jesus, forgive us our, our sins. sins, save, save us, us from the fires, fires of, of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who most in need of thy
1: mercy. But the one who listens and does not act is like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it collapsed at once and was completely destroyed. Our beloved Jesus is very clear here. He cuts to the chase. He describes the behavior of a person who doesn't pray. What are the consequences of a life without prayer? The house is completely destroyed. Could Jesus be more clear? Here, the person telling us this is not just any wise, holy, saintly person. It's God himself. We can have no doubts about what will happen to us or anyone else who has little or no transforming prayer in their lives. Jesus doesn't say that there will be problems or even big problems in the life of a prayerless person. No, he says that their lives will be completely ruined.
0: Lead lead all souls souls to heaven, heaven, especially those those who are in most need of thy mercy.
1: Let's hear it again, what Jesus says. But the one who listens. Notice that this second person in this passage, in comparison to the first person mentioned in verse 47, doesn't come to Jesus. You realize that this person isn't praying because he isn't going to Jesus. How sad. Not only, but strangely, Jesus adds that this second person is listening, but he doesn't specify to whom or to what. Obviously, he or she is not listening to our Lord. For all we know, he could be listening to the world, the devil, his or her own ideas, thoughts, and other people. But God isn't mentioned. God isn't in the picture. If you aren't listening to him, you're definitely listening to someone or someone else. Then Jesus adds, he does not act. Uh-oh, no resolution. Mortal sin. Just kidding. Kind of. As Father Jordan Alman says in his book, Spiritual Theology, and I quote, Those who aspire to sanctity by giving themselves completely to the active life While neglecting the life of prayer, he's talking particularly about meditation in this part of his book, may just as well forget about Christian perfection. And he goes on to say, experience proves that there is absolutely nothing that can supply for the life of prayer. Get this, not even the daily reception of the Eucharist. And he continues, there are many people who receive communion every day, yet their spiritual life is mediocre and lukewarm. I think it was actually Saint Alphonsus and this is me saying who went a little further. He actually said, there are persons who receive Jesus frequently but continue on in mortal sin. This Saint Alfonso continues would not happen if they meditated every day with time they will either leave mortal sin or daily mental prayer. Father Jordan Alman concludes by emphasizing. The reason that their spiritual lives are tepid or mediocre is none other than the lack of mental prayer, either because they omit it entirely or they practice it in a mechanical and routine fashion. Jesus himself is pretty straightforward when he speaks of someone who doesn't pray slash meditate. This man or woman is, and I quote, like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it collapsed at once and was completely destroyed. These are chilling words of our Lord. Maybe we all need a go to Jesus moment about how we meditate or even worse, how we don't meditate. Let's take this last decade of the rosary to do just that. In our conversation, let's be upfront with Jesus, honest and humble. Maybe our resolution after our frank conversation with our blessed Lord could be to turn to Him often during today. As we do that, let us ask Him to help us to be faithful to meditating, a.k.a. coming to Him, listening to His words, and acting on them. Lord, in these last few minutes of prayer, help me to know and understand where I'm at as far as meditation is concerned And with your help and your light, decide firmly to prayerfully read, reflect, and resolve better.
0: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread.
0: Forgive us our trespasses,
1: as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, Pray for us sinners, now, now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now and will be forever.
0: Amen. O my Jesus,
1: forgive, forgive us our sins, save us from, us from the fires, the fires of, of
0: hell. Lead all souls, souls to heaven, especially those, those who are most need of thy mercy. mercy. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend be us in battle. Be our, be our protection, protection against the wickedness and snares the of the devil. May God God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the the power power of God, God, cast cast into hell Satan, all evil spirits, who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Apostles of Friendship, Good Conversation, and the Rosary, and share this with others. I want to make a quick promo announcement for a program that we do here at the School of Faith called the Catholic Spiritual Mentors Program. Founded in 2010 at the request of Archbishop Nauman, the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas. It's a two-year course of study, and there are eight distance learning sessions, but four of the sessions are in residence. You'll have me and Dr. Mike Scherslick and our School of Faith team forming you on how to help other people grow in their relationship with Jesus and to share Jesus with others. And we're filling up so please submit your application. You can go on our website at schooloffaith.com and read about it. But we're also in need of male candidates because the first session will begin in February, February 14th through 20th, 2022. So check us out. Go on the website. Look up the Spiritual Catholic Spiritual Mentors Program and sign up.